Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements. Featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the Love Life Connection podcast, a podcast for successful women who feel like they have it all except love. I'm Veronica Grant, your host and a love and life coach. And my only goal with this podcast is to inspire you to believe in yourself and that real love is possible for you, even in our swipe right, swipe left world. You with me? Let's get started. Hello, and welcome to episode 137 of the Love Life Connection podcast. Wow, I remember when we got to episode 100, and I was like, wow, that's a big deal. And now we're almost halfway through the 100. So we're going to be at 200 before I know it. I know that. And it's just really crazy. And it just reminds me of how long I've been doing this show. And to thank you all for tuning in and being a part of this community. And I know some of you have been with me since like episode one or two or three, one of those early episodes. And I'm just so thankful and inspired that you're still here with me still listening. And I think it'd be really interesting for you to see how your life has changed and to see what's shifted. um, Because I bet a lot has even if you haven't reached that big ultimate goal that you might be seeking. And if you're new to the Love Life Connection podcast, welcome, welcome. I am so glad you're here. Please, please keep listening to the podcast. I come out with a new episode every Thursday and I alternate it. So every other episode is a a coaching episode with one of the women from the Love Action Tribe. And then the alternating episodes is either a solo episode, just me answering a a big question that I hear a lot or something that's just on my mind and heart. And or it's going to be an expert interview. So I'll invite someone who could talk about something that you know, I don't know much about. So recently, we had my friend and um, former coach Becca Piastrelli talking about ancestral wisdom and really working with your hands to heal past wounds and how that affects 
sex and how that can help your dating life and relationships. And then before that, I had my friend Veronica Peretti, who is an astrologist, and she told us all about what's happening in the stars for the next few months through the end of 2018, including talking about the Venus retrograde. So as you might know, Venus is one of the more popular goddesses in mythology and in astrology. Uh, She is the same, the goddess of or the planet of love or rules love and beauty. And it's about to go retrograde. So that could get a little exciting uh, for your love life, whether you are single or in a relationship. So if you're in the love action tribe, we'll definitely be talking about this Vino retrograde a lot more. And if you have questions about it, let me know over on Instagram and happy to maybe do a Facebook Live or Instagram story or something else. And if you are in the tribe, um, let's see where Venus is in your chart so we can see how it might be affecting you. All right. So before we get to today's episode, I just have one quick request. And that is whether you're new or an old listener to take a moment to leave a quick rating or review for the show. It really helps to get this show into the earbuds of more women just like you. And I just couldn't appreciate your support in this enough. So all you have to do is just go to the main podcast page in your player if you're listening on iTunes, and you can scroll down and it'll show you like, some available episodes, the most popular episodes, you keep scrolling down beyond that. And then you'll see a place to leave a rating, you just tap the stars. And if you have an extra 30 seconds, 60 seconds, I would be so grateful for a review. I love reading them. I'm like always ugly crying every time I read them because it just means so much to me. Even if my work just affects one person, that's enough. And I know it's affected more than one person. So it's just like, I mean, it's it's inspiring. It's amazing. And so I would just love to hear your your thoughts and your feedback over in the um, ratings and reviews. And of course, that also helps to grow the show and get in front of more listeners. All right. So let's get on to today's episode. And like I said before, I'm really excited that I have these coaching call episodes because I just love when I'm, you know, when I'm part of a group coaching program, I love hearing other women being coached because it really helps me because sometimes they're asking something I haven't even thought to ask myself yet, or just another way that maybe the coach is explaining it or talking about it really resonates with me. So I really love these shows. And I hope you do too. And another reason why I really love these shows is because a lot of times, um, the women who come onto the show, bring up different questions that I maybe haven't personally experienced in my own dating life. And so it's just not necessarily in the forefront of my of my mind of Oh, let's create a topic around this or a podcast episode around this. And this is um, exactly what happened today with today's episode. So my caller, Nadia, who's in the Love Action Tribe, all the women, by the way, on, on the coaching calls are from the Love Action Tribe. And she's calling in about a question because she's been in this on again, off again relationship for about seven years. And so if you've been in, in a relationship like this before, I'm sure you can relate to her question and her situationship. So you think you're good, you're, you're done for good, and you know you deserve better. You know this, like obviously, you you know this in your in your head, and you know he's not right for you, and nothing will ever come of it, and he's never going to be the person, or the it's never going to become the relationship that you want or need it to be. But then, I don't know, maybe you had a stressful day at work, or something happens that kind of hits home for you. And then the loneliness happens and you just need some good old fashioned comfort and something that feels 
familiar. And maybe it's not even something bad happened. Maybe you just got a new outfit or got a new haircut. And you're like, "Ah, I want to make him. I want him to see what I look like. And I want that validation, right? But either way, you're just looking for some good old fashioned comfort and something that feels familiar. So you want to call him, you want to walk by his office, you want to send him a text, you want to um, have another conversation, whatever it is, and your head is sitting there saying, no, 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 don't do this. This is not going to end up well. But your heart is saying, oh, but I can't help myself. Maybe it really will be different this time. And it's just this battle between your head and your heart. And here's the thing, like, I know a lot of women are in situationships like this. And the problem is that we want to use willpower or just like want to like snap ourselves out of it. And if you've been listening to me for a while, you know that willpower doesn't really work. Snapping out of it doesn't really work. If you're eating a bunch of chocolate or like a big chocolate cake, and you just want to snap out of it. So you stop like it doesn't necessarily work like that. If you want to use sheer willpower to start exercising every morning at 6am. Yeah, you might have a couple successful mornings, but you know, in the long term, it doesn't really work like that. So it's the same thing here. And this shouldn't be any big surprise to you if you've been listening for me to me for a while. But you've got to go deeper because the willpower and the snapping out of it, that's all operating on the mental level. But there's something deeper going on here on the emotional, maybe even spiritual level that keeps you going back to these people and back to these relationships. And in my call with Nadia today, that's exactly what we talk about and come up with a plan for her to quote unquote snap out of it. But I should really say grow so she can move on for good from this relationship. So as you're listening to our conversation today, I want you to consider these questions. Are you in an on again, off again relationship or have you been in the past? And when you do go back, do you know intellectually it's a bad idea, but you can't seem to help yourself? Did you grow up in an environment that was safe? And I mean safety on the physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual levels. Were you unable to be who you are? Or did you feel like you didn't belong growing up, especially as a teenager? And especially if it relates to anything that's inherently about you, your race, your ethnicity, your religion, your gender, or your sexual preference. And were you given space to deal with tough emotions as a child or a teen? Or did you start using numbing devices like alcohol, drugs, food, TV as your main coping mechanism? And finally, is there a light inside of you that is kind of dim now that used to shine? So keep these questions in mind as you listen into my coaching call with Nadia. Welcome to the show, Nadia. How can I help you today? Hi, Veronica. Um, I've been on and off with this same guy for over seven years now, Mm -hmm. and it's not going anywhere. It's pretty obvious it's not going anywhere. I've known this for quite some time, but yet I seem to still be so attached to him and it's hard for me to walk away. And I just don't really understand why that is. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's break this down. So are you on, are you off right now in the relationship? We are off right now. Okay. And how does it feel? Um, today, (laughs) Yeah, it just, I, I could be day, day by day things. So how are you? Yeah. Doing right now? <laughs> um, 
today I, I kind of just feel numb about it. Okay. Um, yeah, I kind of feel numb about it. Like okay. I haven't really, today I haven't really felt upset or angry, which are some emotions that come up sometimes. Mm-hmm. But today I've, I've really just kind of felt real numb about it. Okay. Okay. Got it. And when you guys have your on and off periods, um, is it always the same thing that you break up around or is it different things? Um, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, pretty much, you know, he, he hasn't wanted to be in a committed relationship. And so usually it's me leaving him alone for a while because I feel like we have these periods where we're good and we're in a good space and we have an understanding. And I guess like he's, he's, you know, giving me just enough to keep me hooked. And then all of a sudden I get a pullback and it makes me feel some type of way. And then I'm like, no, I can't do this. Okay. Okay. All right. So you, you mentally know that this relationship's not going anywhere, but there's something that he just keeps you hooked on something and it keeps you going back. Would you say like in a moment of weakness or like, when do you feel like, when is it that you go back? Um, I go back if um, something has gone on personally that upsets me and I'm looking for comfort. Um, I go back if I'm feeling lonely. Um, I go back if I go on a date with someone else and it goes horribly. <laughs> um, and, and then I go back, you know, sometimes it's just as simple as me being horny. Okay. Okay. So basically with all of those different potential scenarios of why you might go back, it, it pretty much has to do with um, just comfort and almost like a feeling of home. Yes. And security. Yes. And when you go back, do you feel like, oh, this time's going to be different? Or is it more of like a battle between your head and your heart? Definitely a battle. Okay. 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 Um, So let's just pause here. And I want you to close your eyes and just take a few breaths. And I call this emptying the vessel. So whatever the thoughts and whatever's going through your head right now, just imagine like you're a vessel and you're just emptying it out. And what I want you to do is I want you to connect with Nadia, who is feeling that loneliness or the emptiness or the fear or whatever it is that keeps her going back to this ex. Or this person, I guess, now he's said your ex. And I really want you to feel what she's feeling like just before she goes back. So she's feeling alone, maybe a little scared, insecure, secure and insecure in all the ways, maybe emotionally and financially. I just really want you to really embrace how Nadia feels just before she goes back and really feel it in your body. I know this seems kind of counterintuitive, like, Veronica, I don't want to feel like this, (laughs) but just stick with me here. 
And as you're here embracing this part of you who goes back to this person and you're feeling these things and maybe you feel it somewhere in the body, maybe it just feels like a general heaviness or a sadness. I'm going to ask a question and I just want whatever the first thing that comes up. Let that be what, your what do I feel? Well, what I want to know is what does this remind you of? When have you felt like this before? Mm. Not just with him. Like, don't say like, oh, the time before <laughs> I went back. But like, in terms of your life, especially looking back, what does this remind you of? It kind of reminds me of how I felt in high school before I got with my high school sweetheart. Okay. Like mis misunderstood and like no one really got me. Okay. Okay. Tell me a little more. Why why were you misunderstood? Why didn't anyone get you? <sighs> Let's see. Um my high school <laughs> at that time was uh, a predominantly white high school in Snellville, Georgia, which is like a suburb outside of Atlanta. Mm -hmm. And I guess this was the first time that I've ever like experienced racism and prejudice and like really being treated as I was less than solely based on the color of my skin. That's really hard. Because how can you not internalize that? Yeah, it was, it was definitely a culture shock. Mm -hmm. And so in high school when you were feeling and misunderstood um, and experiencing racism. What did you do to cope? I'm sorry, I didn't, I barely hear you. Oh, sorry. What did you do to cope? Huh. Um, at first, initially, um, it was quite a bit of marijuana use, just kind of so. I didn't have to do, I, I didn't have to feel anything. Mm -hmm. And then once I got with my high school sweetheart, like that kind of became my comfort, my outlet, my go-to. Mm -hmm. So there's a pretty strong parallel there then. Yes. Yeah. What would you want your high school self? What would you want her to know? Or what do you wish someone had told her at the time? <sighs> oh, I really wish someone would have just empathized and 
said, I understand what you're going through and it's hard. Mm-hmm. What was home like? Was Were you able to talk about this there? Uh, no, not really. Okay. What was going on there? Um, pretty much I, it's like my parents were, you know, struggling to do their best to to provide what they thought was a better environment for me and my brothers. So even though they didn't communicate that, you know, they were struggling, I, I could pick up on it. So it was almost like I didn't want to add something else to their load. So did you almost see yourself as a burden? Yes. Okay. Or at least I, I tried my best not to be one. Mm-hmm. Do you still feel like you play that out right now in relationships? Try not to be a burden? Yeah, or like try to almost be like overly helpful or accommodating so that you don't be a burden. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. So what I want you to do is, um, I don't know if I told you that you can open your eyes before, but if they're open, go ahead and close them again for me. Okay. And I want you to really connect with this 17-year-old. Did you say 17? You said high school. I'm just saying 17. I don't know. Mm -hmm. High school. Okay. So you're right. Let's just say high school stuff. And I want you to connect with that version of Nadia, teenage Nadia. And just like we did before, I want you to really feel how she's feeling and embody, you know, try to make yourself feel how she felt. So kind of let an outsider not fit in, like something was wrong with her. I feel like in the beginning, um, like I was just very vibrant and full of life. And then as more time went by, like that flame just got lower and lower and my light just began to dim more and more. Okay. So this is going to be a theme for you. Do you find that there was, um, one particular instance where um, your flame got extinguished or was it like a slow burn, if you will? Um, well, uh, ninth grade year, I had a good group, a good group of friends. Um, but they pretty much all left. <laughs> so um, when I came Did back, you were like moved away. Yeah, yeah, moved away. Okay, but not, well, ninth grade year was I've I went to the same high school all four years. Mm-hmm. Ninth grade year, I had a good group of friends. We all pretty much came from different areas and had just moved to this area. Okay, and. By sophomore year, 
um, the majority of them were no longer there, um, whether they decided to drop out or, you know, go back to where they were from or just different things. Okay. So sophomore year, I felt very alone. Okay. Okay. So you talked about this um, idea of like you had like a, like a fire in you, like a light in you. Um, so when you were maybe younger before it started to, that light started to go out, can you describe that girl for me? Who was she? What did she love to do? Um, she definitely um, loved writing and um, was like very big into the arts. Like I had been a part of um, different courses through like from the school pretty much since like second grade. Um, and I, I felt like I was more, I was very outgoing, outspoken, assertive. And like, I pretty much, um, I didn't feel like there wasn't anything that I couldn't do if I had put my mind to it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So I'm like asking you all these questions because I'm just in my head, I'm putting all the puzzle pieces together. So do you mind if I reflect back what this puzzle is looking like in my head? (laughs) No problem. Okay. So there's a few ways to look at this. And, um, you know, I think a big reason why you're going back to this ex, you know, over and over again after seven years, and this might be Captain Obvious or it may not be, um, it's just playing out this old pattern of, you know, needing that comfort and security because you didn't have it in school. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like you didn't have that growing up, right? Or in your in your house, like it sounded like you kind of just had to like keep your mouth shut and just you know not be a burden, not be too much. So there wasn't really space for Nadia in all of the ways that Nadia is Nadia. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And that's exhausting, and it's really hard to to be like that. And so you you met this person seven years ago who just happens to fill that void that you were looking for, for someone who can make you feel all of these things that you so badly wanted to feel as a high schooler. Mm -hmm. Can you see that? Yes. Okay. And, um, and cause I know that you, you had good times, right. With your partner. And that's very common. Like when you're, you know, you think of like a puzzle, two puzzle pieces or whatever, two puzzle pieces fitting together, like you guys fit in a Mm -hmm. lot of ways because you were filling a void for, or he was filling a void for you. And probably if I were to sit down and talk to him, he's probably filling, you're probably also filling some void for him, right? We don't know what it is. I don't, I don't Mm -hmm. know, but he might have an idea of what it is, but um, that's just, that's how a codependent relationship works. Um, But then like, you know, things start to feel off, like you're having a bad day or he's having a bad day, or if it's just like a day to day thing and like the puzzle pieces just aren't quite fitting. And that's like where the cycle comes from because then you can eventually kind of get back into that groove and it feels really good again. And that's what keeps, well, that's part of what keeps you going back. Big part of what keeps going back because there's that comfort, that familiarity and that security that you 
didn't have as a kid. And you found that it's kind of superficial. It's not real or sustainable, but it certainly exists in bursts. Sort of that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So a really big part of this work for you, Nadia, and this is, you know, where I start all my clients pretty much and where we'll start an incubator is you've got to start to really care for and nurture and give love to that inner child, that inner high schooler who is feeling, you know, all sorts of things, who's feeling judged, who's feeling out of place, who's feeling lonely, who's feeling like she can't be a burden, doesn't want to be too much. None of these things are true, right? But it was just what happened in high school. And I think anyone would internalize that, like, oh, something must be wrong with me. And it's even, and you're also have like an added element of literally like, you know, you felt you experienced racism and people judged you or excluded you because of the color of your skin. And that's literally like, literally a part of who you are, right? Physically. Yeah. Right. Um, And so what, what Nadia needs is that she needs to know that someone's with her. And you said like, well, I wish she had gotten empathy and just have someone who can like understand. And the truth is, is that you have to be that person for her right now, because what you're doing right now is you're playing out this old, um, this old wound, right? Cause it never got resolved. And I think you also have a, a pattern of just numbing out. Mm-hmm. right like you turned to marijuana as a teen you're kind of feeling numb today you're probably really good at numbing out yeah right? because <laughs> when you're not numbed out you may not be feeling exactly how you want to be feeling right and so you've got to create a space like inside in your heart and your emotions for teenage Nadia to just learn what it feels like to fall apart so that she knows that she can know get up and heal and put herself back together and that your present day Nadia current day self can do the same thing Mm -hmm. how's this landing what's coming up for you um I don't know. I just felt like this wave of uh, pressure come over me. Okay. Tell me about that. Uh, um, because in high school, I don't feel like I had the luxury of falling apart. Mm-hmm. because it was <laughs> it was very hostile yeah. and it was uh, very apparent that um I wasn't wanted there from students and from administration so I, I always felt like I had to like extra be on my p's and q's because I felt like the moment I gave them any reason to get rid of me they would Right, right, right. And so maybe high school Nadia didn't have that privilege, and she didn't. Right? 
Yeah. And, um, but right now you do have that. You are able to let yourself just work with your feelings rather than trying to numb them. Because what happens is you're in this cycle of numbing, numbing, numbing. And then like it comes up so strong that you can't deal with it. And you want to go back to your ex. Mm -hmm. And when you were in high school, you didn't have that luxury of dealing with feelings. You had no one to talk to. You didn't have parents to talk to. You didn't have friends to talk to. You had an administration that was hostile and you're right. Like, um, you know, one wrong move, like that could look extra bad for you simply because the color of your skin. Yeah. And it's horrible, but, but you can't, but, but now you can learn to work with your feelings because now you're just playing out this old pattern and it just happens to be showing up in romantic relationships. Mm-hmm. that internalization I mean you know like I, um, I don't know if you're familiar with like this idea of like how um, um, we can internalize oh, how, what am I saying basically like the way the school treated you and I think this is probably what happened and I think we've alluded to this you've internalized that like oh something's wrong with me mm-hmm. something's not right that's not true and so now, I don't know how, I don't remember how old you are, but however many years later it is, you, you do have the space. I mean, you have obviously the support of me and the group, but you have the space to begin working with your feelings so that you don't have to go back to this ex because you don't mm-hmm. have to, right? And I think a big part of this is, yes, there's like the emotional piece, right? The emotional piece of, of healing, but there's also like the belief, and the belief that you deserve better. Mm-hmm. And when you have experienced something like you did in high school, you at some point may not believe that you deserve to have a good life or deserve to be loved or deserve to like have whatever it is that you want. Right? Mm-hmm. So right now you have to relearn that because you do deserve to have you, do, you, you deserve to be loved. You deserve to have the relationship and the partnership that you want. You following me? Does that make sense? Yes. Okay, so does that help with the pressure? Yes. Okay. So if you could, um, let's just try this really quick, and then I want to give you one more thing to work on at home. Um, if you could go back and talk to your 17-year-old self or high school self, what would you want to tell her? That this is temporary. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, that you can get through it. Mm-hmm. And that I know it's difficult and it's hard, but you can do it. And can you also really be there with her, right? Because you, know, you can do it. This is hard. This is temporary. I think that's important because there is a little bit of a mental component here for you. 
But the emotional component, a lot of times to heal, we don't necessarily need someone to tell us, it's going to be okay, you've got this. What we Mm -hmm. need is really just someone to hold the space. What do you mean when you say hold the space? Okay. Um, In our conversation right now, do you feel um, safe to be vulnerable and to be open and to you know, share what's true for you. Yes. Okay. So that's holding the space, right? If I was being like, well, Nadia, you just need to get over this. Like, I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> Would you feel comfortable to be open and vulnerable and share? No. Exactly. That's not holding the space, right? But a lot of times our self-talk can be the latter, right? It can be like, oh, I just need to snap out of it. Or mm-hmm. I'm just going to like numb out on food or drugs or alcohol or Netflix or like whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. None of that's holding the space. So holding the space is really just the ability to whatever comes up, comes up. Like there's no judgment. I'm not judging you or any of my clients that I have a phone conversation with. Like who the hell am I to judge, right? Mm-hmm. And that's what you have to do for yourself. So whether you do that in the form of journaling, meditation, doing an exercise. And, um, you know, we'll do a lot of this in the incubator and then also in the tribe. I think the month of May gives a lot of exercises around this, like in terms of how to work with that inner little girl. Mm -hmm. Um, But I, my guess is what she needs more than anything from you is just for someone to hold the space because it sounds like nobody held the space for her in high school. Mm-hmm. No one let her be her at school or at home. Um, how does this feel? Um, it feels, um, I guess, a little comforting. Mm-hmm what's what's comforting like the working with the inner child or just holding the space like a part of it holding the space yeah yeah and holding the space isn't isn't easy but you've got support right and so you know right now you have me and other women doing that for you or helping you with that but you'll be able to do that for you as well it's just it's like a muscle Mm-hmm. Yeah, just you got to work it out. You got to go to the gym to work out the muscle. Um, and it's the same thing with this because when you hold the space, like uncomfortable emotions might come up and you might be like, oh, where's the, where's the booze? Where's the booze? Where's the booze? Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or, or whatever, you know, whatever the numbing. For me, it's um, TV. Like when I want to numb, I just, just turn on Netflix and I just go. <laughs> Right. And so it can feel a little uncomfortable, but once you sit with yourself and let yourself have a good cry or feel the feelings, do that meditation and exercise or whatever it is, it can feel really Mm -hmm. One other thing that I want to touch on before we run out of time, um, you mentioned that you felt like your flame was, um, you know, extinguished and, before that, you were someone who was really outspoken. You really into the arts and writing. And I think what would be really helpful and especially a way for you to really connect with 
your inner child is how can you um, bring some of that back to life? Mm -hmm. What are, what are some ways you can start doing that? Um, I've, it's funny because like I've been um doing I guess you could say a lot of research as far as um being success successful in blogging or like having a podcast and mm -hmm. things of that nature. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, it's funny when you mentioned that you liked writing and you're outspoken. And I mean, obviously, like I, I know you um, previous just to this call. The first thing that came to my mind is uh, Nadia needs a blog. <laughs> <laughs> because you just um, I can see it in you. You just have so much passion and um you know, now that you tell me that you had this spark and it kind of, and it got extinguished, I can just, I can still see it in you. Like it's there. Mm -hmm. I can feel that energy. And I know you're interested in helping women and girls and that really makes sense with the outspoken part. I just think that you have um, so much wisdom to share with women who have gone through maybe things that, um, that you've gone through or, or have seen in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and they need you. They need to know that they're not alone. Like imagine if 17-year-old Nadia had a blog to read or a podcast to listen to. Right. <laughs> that was basically on what you want to talk about and what you want to share and how you want to help people. Like, like what if you created this for her? Right. Does that feel exciting? Yeah, it does. Yeah. Here's the thing about whether it's like being a blogger or being a writer or a coach or, you know, all these things that have a name, right? Like, mm -hmm. oh, I want to be a blogger. Oh, I want to be a coach. Well, all you have to do is like, you have to, all you have to do is just start blogging. You mm -hmm. Like, you don't need to have a plan. Um, you know, if you... <laughs> You don't have to have a pretty website. You don't even have to pay for, um, you know, your own domain. You can use like Tumblr dot whatever. Mm -hmm. um, like it doesn't, there doesn't have to be that many limitations. All you have to do is just start writing. Mm -hmm. And even if you have just one reader, which I know you'll have more, but even if you just have one reader, like you have a blog and you're a blogger. Mm -hmm. It's all it takes is one person. So this right. is something that I'm going to hold you to <laughs> over the next few months because I think this is going to put life back into that flame of yours. I think it's mm -hmm. going to be massively healing for your inner 17-year-old. And also, it could be a career. I don't know. Yeah. It sounds really exciting to me. Like sound exciting to you? Yeah, it does. Awesome. I can totally sense the shift in your in your voice. It's, 
this is this is your calling. You know, um, I'm going to go on a small tangent. I won't go too big, but you know, the people that are sometimes we think that like, and I've definitely have gone through um, this doubt in myself, like, oh, who am I to help people with relationships? I sucked at dating for years and had sucky relationships for years, right? Like, uh-huh. Who am I to help people with this? And and then what I realized is I'm like the best person to help people with this because like, I get it. I get why you want to go back to the same person over and over again, or why it's really hard to let go of a relationship. Like if I had met my sweetheart at, you know, in high school and then we just stayed together forever, like I want to know the first thing about dating or breakups or like, I don't know any of that crap, you know? Right. And so, um, and so I just, I, I often believe that some of our, biggest hardships and biggest life lessons are really our purpose. Um, and our purpose doesn't necessarily have to be how we get paid. I mean, it can be, mm-hmm. um, but I think that, you know, like who better than you, Nadia, to help other young women and girls who are experiencing racism in their schools or isolation at homes or not having the support from the administration because of the color of their skin mm-hmm. um, and other relationship hardship. Like, like you're like the best person, right? Like if I met someone, you know, like that, I'd be like, Oh my God, you got to talk to Nadia. Like I'll <laughs> tell you, Oh, white girl from North Carolina. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, was this helpful? Yes. Very helpful. Awesome. So you feel like you know what your takeaways and your tools you're going to work with moving forward? Yes. Awesome. And can I hold you accountable to the inner child work, but then also starting the blog or podcast or just some way to communicate? Yes. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. It was so lovely to connect with you in this way. Thank you. As always, thank you so much to all the beautiful callers on the show. And of course, this time to Nadia. I am, I say this every time, so maybe I should stop saying it, but I am just so amazed and humbled by all the women who come onto the show willing to be really open and honest and raw and vulnerable and real because so many other women are healing and growing from these conversations. And so to put yourself out there like that, and yes, service of you, but then also in service of thousands of other women is just really incredible. And I just, I don't have enough gratitude in my heart to to express how grateful I I really am. And so if you're wondering how you can get on these um, free coaching calls with me to come onto the show, these spots are open to women in my membership community, the Love Action Tribe. So I actually just wrapped up enrollment for the fall. But if you're interested in joining again in the future, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe. And there you can get on the wait list and you'll be the first to know um, during the next enrollment period. And I often open up enrollment to those on the wait list um, a few days early or so and give you some extra goodies and bonuses that aren't available anywhere else. So if you want to get in on that, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash tribe and sign up for the wait list. 
Okay, so let's break this call down. So if you're in an on again, off again relationship, and you go back, even though you know, it's not a good idea, there's something else deeper going on here. And with Nadia's case, the something else that was going on is that she never really had a place growing up for her to really land, and for her to get that comfort and familiarity and support that really she was looking for. At school, she wasn't really given that opportunity, because if she made basically one wrong move, then they were gonna, you know, she was just in a position where that could be used against her, because of her race being in a predominantly white school um, outside of Atlanta. So she had that coupled with a family that was struggling. And even though her parents tried to keep it from her, she knew, I mean, she's not, she's not dumb, obviously, no child, children are much smarter than we than we think they are sometimes. And so she never really had a place to, you know, what we talked about, like fall apart to be her to um, needs need some emotional support from friends or teachers, or school administrators or parents or siblings, and that none of that was available to her. So she learned how to or she learned how to cope when she was younger. And the way that she coped is through, um, through marijuana and through drug, drug, drug use. And when I want to talk, I just want to talk one second about coping mechanisms, because we all have coping mechanisms. It's not like none of us experience like a an, an uncomfortable emotion. And then some of us can just like, oh, I'm really strong. So I can deal with it. Like, no, we all have coping mechanisms. Sometimes your coping mechanism might be to journal. Sometimes your coping mechanism might be to meditate. Sometimes your coping mechanism might be to eat a piece of chocolate cake. Sometimes your coping mechanism might be to smoke marijuana. There's all sorts of kinds of coping mechanisms. And it's just a matter of getting into habits where you are choosing coping mechanisms to uh, that that positively benefit your life. So obviously, if your coping mechanism is food or drugs or alcohol or sleep or like too much TV or whatever, that's obviously going to have a negative impact on your life. And so it's not like just get over it, just don't feel sad anymore. But it's more of like, okay, how can I shift what my coping mechanisms are? Now for Nadia's case, as she grew older, her coping mechanism became this on again, off again, boyfriend, her, her partner. And, um, and, and that's just really all he was. He was just a coping mechanism for when she didn't feel well, or when she felt vulnerable or alone or scared or worried, or just needed that validation for whatever reason. And here's the thing, like when you, if you're in an on again, off again relationship on some level, this person does give you this, right? Like it does feel good at first. It's like that itch getting scratched. There is definitely some relief at first. And that's why you want to keep going back. It's like, it's no different than like that first puff of a cigarette, that first drink of wine, starting that first episode on Netflix, like it's no different. It does feel good after um, or at first. But then after a while, as you know, whatever your coping mechanism might be, there's going to be some strings and some baggage, baggage, baggages attached. So to shift this pattern, snapping out of it, or believing that this time will be different or pep talks, they just need not apply because they're not really going to work. To break this habit of going back to this person who isn't good for you in the long run, you've got to break the core wound that's keeping you going back to him. That's the only way to shift it, right? Like I've talked a lot about pep talks and all that kind of stuff here on the show. 
And you know that pep talks just don't work, right? Like if, if pep talks worked, then everyone would be like their ideal size, you know, in their clothes and like eat the ideal diet and food they want to eat. But like, that's not the case, right? Like, that's not true for society. And it's not true for most people, because willpower doesn't work. And it might work for a week, it might work for a month, it might even work for a few months. But at some point, Um, that core wound is just going to get triggered again, and it's going to want to get and it's just going to be so hard to resist because that wound going all the way back to childhood is so deep that nothing else will will quote unquote cure that that pain um, than whatever your chosen coping mechanism is. So healing this core wound so that you can shift your coping mechanisms isn't rocket science, right? Like it's not necessarily complicated, but it does require work. And if you know that you have a lot of past stuff that you need to heal, then I invite you to check out working with me one on one. I've only got a very small handful of spots left open for the rest of 2018. So if you want to work with me this fall and start 2019 off on the right foot, and it really be the year that things change for you and not just the year you say things are going to change for you, uh, then head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash find love. And there you can learn more about what it looks like to work with me. You can hear success stories um, from past clients, see where I, I have a little map of like where all my clients have been. I've worked with clients um, all over the world, um, Europe, Asia, Africa, everywhere. So wherever um, you are in the world, as long as you have an internet connection, you are good to go. So again, to learn more about working with me one-on-one, and I've only got about five spots or so through the end of the year, head over to veronicagrant.com forward slash find love. All right, my dear, that is all I have for you this week. And I will be back in your earbuds next week with a brand new Thanks for listening to the Love Life Connection podcast. Find the show notes to this episode and all episodes at veronicagrant.com forward slash podcast. You can also grab bonus downloads and more resources to help you find love at veronicagrant.com. That's also the place you can learn more about my private love and relationship coaching and group coaching programs. And if you love this podcast, it would mean so much to me if you took a moment to leave a rating or review in iTunes. It helps me to build this amazing community and help more amazing women like yourself find real love. And until next time, remember, Remember this, wherever you are is exactly where you need to be. You aren't broken. You don't need to be fixed. And even if you've never had the relationship you want before, it doesn't mean you can't have it now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.